And welcome back to another episode of the Dewpoint Report. Yes, the Digital Electronic World Point Report. With your hostess, Margarita. It is correct that in this podcast, I often discuss the quandary that it is to exist in the duality of a social media presence, which is online, and an in-person presence, which is, oh, the, how are you today? And across the table from someone, or in person, so to say, which doesn't happen as often these days. But suffice to say, it's true. We have that duality that is more so encapsulated in a much different presence than it used to be 200 years ago. And now there are more than three generations that are accustomed to defining themselves, and I can say ourselves, to distinguishing that duality. Because we have the how we find ourselves in the social media presence, and then how we find ourselves in person. And so this episode, I'm going to discuss the effects that that has, that duality, on our psyche. And in the previous episode, you may remember that I briefly discussed Prince Harry and his recent testimony before the royal courts as to how he feels that the media, the paparazzi, has overstepped its bounds. He feels that they have gone too far in trying to discuss his family matters. But I will discuss, actually, in several segments, how it isn't just a situation having to do with royals that when we are looking at, and not just in journalism and articles, when we discuss people's situations, that a lot has to do with what is happening in the world. Because if one were to think of it as more than just social media, it is really news. It is the happenings. It is the farandula. It is the what is going on with the Joneses? And why do people want to keep up with what does happen? But why are there certain circumstances where people say, oh no, there's a fine line that people do not cross. And that is something where people go too far. And when people go too far, there will never be a moment where history will repeat itself. And it is important to note that there are several examples, Prince Harry or Duke Harry, whichever you will refer to him as, 
in these days because his title has changed from moment to moment depending on which news you follow how you refer to people and what news you follow makes a difference because some people will say certain issues will not be brought up again and other people will say no 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 this has to be discussed once again and for many it is a matter of understanding that you don't want to create more turmoil but for those to whom it is their career it is thought of as their responsibility to bring it up because it is the very subject of what is the news that is important because they are responsible for reporting what does happen and then of course to distinguish the difference between the written press newspapers and the gossip columnists and the radio newscasts and those that feel that they are only above everyone else because they have the degrees compared to those that have grown up in the societal understanding that they could uh, take a tiny URL from here and a tiny URL from there, add it to something else and create something very specific to make it an article. But there are different formats for different generations. So it must be understood that because of the generational upbringing, it is actually important to know what is it that people are referring to that they feel has been absconded with? Is it their family history? Is it their personal history? Is it their personal space? Is it a threshold they have defined for themselves? Ah, those are the components that I will be discussing. And of course, some other nuggets of lovely understanding that sometimes we ourselves find ourselves in a self-examination of introspective understanding. Even in looking at the news, in reviewing the news, we've always had an understanding that we don't want to be the news, but somehow because we find ourselves looking for examples, these nuggets of strength and understanding of what builds the very fabric of truth and justice around us. What is happening in society, we ask often? the who, what, where, when, and how, that when we find ourselves reporting on something, we ask then, how was that substantive enough? And when we look at the nuggets, we can sometimes see a simple component of ourselves within it. And this is why I circle back to... If 
as in the beginning, I referenced Prince Harry. He keeps putting himself in the headlines. Is it more that he himself is somehow still traumatized by something very specific that he can't let go of, that he finds himself in the headlines? He puts himself in the news more than the news wants to put himself in the news. Is that not... more the challenge than for him to find himself in a strength capacity with new projects and new programs such as his extended family. But I'll give examples in the future segments when I return. And welcome back to another segment of this episode of the Dewpoint Report, the Digital Electronic Worldpoint Report, with your hostess, Margarita. In this episode, I'm speaking about why some people feel that the news, the media, goes a little overboard in discussing people's lives, situations, circumstances, and details. And how that can affect one's psyche. But having said that, specifically to the point of why I had referenced last week's testimony by Prince Harry at the Royal Court. Now, here's the thing. If I were to speak directly to Prince Harry, I would say this. Um, Prince Harry, you and I may have something similar to discuss one day, and that is the fact that you're not alone in your concerns regarding why you think sometimes people may ask so many questions about your personal history. You see, you're also not alone in the fact that many people have a Camilla situation in their family. Now, I do dare say, though, most people do forgive their Camilla situation, but many people do not. Yes, that's true. It sounds a little bit of a contradiction, but it isn't. I said many people forgive, but most people do not. This is why sometimes people say, that they can forgive, but they do not forget. That is the difference between memory and knowledge. You want to be savvy about what has occurred, but not be angry. The recent coronation of King Charles does beg one to question why then there was also the ceremony which gave crown to Camilla as well, not as a queen, only queen, but it still gave her title of queen consort. You see, there still is that detailed stipulation which 
departed, dearly departed, Queen Elizabeth II had requested that that title be given. Traditions are important, Prince Harry. And I do know that you feel somehow there is an important history there that cannot be forgotten. In regards to what happened to your dear mother, Princess Diana, because that is something that the world also felt deeply when it occurred. But what I can say also is that we all witnessed that from afar in our various parts of the world that we lived in. And though we are not a part of your family, we are human nonetheless. And you cannot expect that each of us no matter what generation we are, if we are people that lived through that experience and saw it relived and repeated in the news over and over again, that we know it was difficult. We understand that your family went through a difficult situation. My goodness. The repetition alone was enough for the entire world to understand it was difficult. But what you are explaining and saying has that has been an overwhelming undertaking of your own personal space is something that you must also begin to understand that you are of a unique characteristic being a royal. And also now that you are a father, understand this. As I mentioned previously at the beginning of this segment, that anyone who has had in their family people who have had extramarital affairs knows that there is that extra person some of us don't actually say the name often if we even want to learn the name but do we know that that affair is out there was out there exists oh and sometimes there are children that are born which some of us don't even want to recognize, never will, don't even want to know. And in some instances, people do bring them into the family. But you're not the only one, is what I'm saying, that has ever had these odd family dynamics. You just happen to be one of the family members that has that quite openly displayed. And so I do dare say your request to have phone records opened all the way to 1989 is quite interesting considering the fact that the year 1989 was a traumatic year for the world in many spheres. And it is interesting that one questions, is it you, Prince Harry, 
Or is it your family that is requesting this? Because you should really understand where this is derived from before you actually follow through on your requests. Recognizing that the year 1989 was actually earth-shattering, earth-moving, tectonic in a literal and figurative sense. So do realize many people reconstructed planetary existences in order for many others to re-exist. And it was not simple. So as you testify before these courts in Europe, do you know that in the United States of America, and specifically in California where you live, it is not a simple situation to hear that year. We do not wink, wink, ignore, ignore certain details. And we do not send our resources away to other countries so that data can be reviewed on other continents for the purpose of redevelopment at the kind request of families who think their privacy was absconded with. Because there are many people who went through a lot over many centuries. And to pick one year that is pivotal for a very large state that has been known to carry itself quite well across the world is a swift move, I would say, and quite strategic. And given the fact that you have served in the equivalent of your country's armed forces throughout the world, I certainly hope you are not being asked to do this type of testimony for the purpose of strategically revamping global alliances. During this moment, while the world rethinks its purpose, as it re-strategizes with the United States of America. Because diplomacy is visionary.
and looks towards centuries into the future, not necessarily centuries into the past. This is why I often question what it is that troubles people so much that they only want to speak in the public's eye and not resolve matters with their families. You see, Prince Harry, your own royal family has been troubled by your concerns, and they feel that you have not been able to resolve your matters with your family. I have jested with my own sister from time to time when we have had conversations about different subjects that we have not found a resolution to because sometimes it's about calculations, sometimes it's about climate matters, sometimes it's about social norms. These are the subjects we discuss. And sometimes it's about education. And there are moments where I have said, well, it isn't as if Prince Harry and Prince William are going to walk in and we're going to feed them a piece of chicken at the dinner table. Those are the kinds of discussions that we have. And I know that you and your brother and each of your wives would not ever find yourselves in our neighborhood to knock on our door and say, we're here for dinner. What time is dessert? But you see, we are the kind of family that would welcome this sort of dinner conversation that I have just embraced, which you may or may not ever hear. And this is why I simply raise it as a hypothetical. This is why I said, should I be having a conversation with Prince Harry? This is what it would have been. And as I conclude this hypothetical conversation with Prince Harry or Duke Harry, whichever you would have referred to him as, my dear audience. I let you know it was never as a court jester that I mentioned that to my sister. It was more as a, let's truly look at this situation because our conversations are to the depth of detail. We try to resolve situations and many times we do, but sometimes we are at a point where we have to agree to disagree and we realize no one's going to resolve this for us. We just have to think about it and return another day. And when we return another day, we find ourselves with a unique perspective, and we do actually resolve our differences. It's fascinating 
to know that when you wait a moment, allow the clouds to clear, the sky to brighten, and the rays of sunlight to shine upon the glistening leaves in the garden. It is that opalescence through the blossoms of the flowers that you sometimes find a glimmer of answer. And this is why I say, don't necessarily be so quick to respond or to ping someone. in a manner that would make them recoil with retribution. Allow yourself to breathe, to broach the moment. so that the wind flows. Through every avenue of your being. And it is for that reason that you will see Thinking things through makes a difference. I shall return with more after this moment. And welcome back to another episode of the Dewpoint Report the Digital Electronic World Point Report with your hostess, Margarita. Now, I know in the previous segment, I discussed the criticalis situation that has been in the news recently, which has many wondering, why does it keep being brought up that the news is so curious about what happens with people that have the sense that they belong to royalty versus people who are non-royalty. And why is it that sometimes, in particular, certain princes feel that the media is more curious about their lives than others? Now, is it actually a disparity, or is it just that some people get more media attention? 
Now, I didn't want it to sound as if, though, I'm being nitpicky about this particular subject matter, because certainly I'm not. There are many other situations I'd like to discuss in the next segment, which have to do a lot more with what I mentioned at the beginning, which was how it affects our psyche when we aren't able to process a lot of what happens in our lives. And we tend to focus on things that we feel need to be focused on. And then as a result, it seems to get a lot more energy out of us than it might otherwise have. And so, having said that, in the sense of what I was referencing previously, let's look at that further. Why I brought this up previously is the following. With Father's Day just around the corner, many of you heard me talk about the hypothetical of the conversations I have had previously with my sister. And what if I had a conversation with Prince Harry? What that conversation would have been like? Well, it would have sounded a bit of advisory. Why does it sound so advisory, you might wonder? In the sense that, yes, I do think that because sometimes, as I mentioned, people do have a sense of commonality that, as I said, Everyone tends to have that Camilla moment where there has been someone in someone's family history that has had an extramarital affair. But as I was referencing in that hypothetical conversation, It is a possibility that perhaps in some generations, people have the opportunity to repair those situations and work towards bettering those relationships with the people who had the extramarital affairs. But in some instances, that isn't possible, be it because the marriages were already undone, or the people no longer existed. And as a result, in some instances, people don't have the ability to put together the conversations of what it could be to move forward with a future that exists 
with the ancillary relationships, meaning as people have second marriages, third marriages in some instances, or even in other senses, just additional relationships. And now I understand not everyone remarries. But the point that I was making is relationships are complex. And so are families and blended families. But it is true that in the sense that even with this ability of Prince Harry to have open conversations, and yes, Duchess Meghan as well, open conversations about what it means for them to have this obscure relationship with the royal family. I wonder, is it they that have made it awkward, or is it the relationship itself that is awkward? Because sometimes it is the inability to converse about what has become awkward that creates an additional awkwardness. And the reason I say that is it was the media itself that actually opened the doors to the very welcoming of the relationship for not only the courtship of Prince Harry and Meghan, which became Duchess Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, but Can it not be said that had they not met under the circumstances that they did because of the grand events that they were at, that perhaps they would not have met at all? And that in many ways, because of the marketing, the publicists, and the branding that each of them had and continue to have, that they may not have met in the circles that they met in in the first place. So it is a bit of an interesting quandary that he is questioning or bringing up where he feels the uncomfortable atmosphere of the spotlight of the media attention on him. Because if it is something that he cannot feel comfortable processing personally, and neither within his inner circle, who then will be able to help him? Because sometimes these 
inner concerns are best suited for people who can be in that professional setting to help other than and really should not be left to open processes. The only thing the media can truly do is report. There will always be magazines and radio and additional advertisers that have the curiosity about the famous. But why I mention this in segment format is it is essential to know that fathers throughout one, two, and nations everywhere often look towards their ability to be effective role models for all of their children, not just one. And it has seemed over the years, through comments made by Prince Charles, who has now become King Charles the Third, who has said himself he has tried to repair the relationships with his sons, and that in those efforts anyone can see that fathers who try to do this, and not all fathers, of course, are in such a spotlight as this family is, and neither this king has been through most of his life. But uh, the point being that as they move forward in all of their responsibilities through the globality that one can understand, Many of these, what are now and have been for many years, public matters really can only be seen in the future as private matters. Because even so, the children themselves do have to have those family moments as they continue to grow because they need to have their father, their grandfather, in those moments where they can experience them as the role models they need them to be. Because far too many people only have limited perspectives of who their family members are. So let's just experience that for a moment. Even people who are famous have to have their moments of humanity. And family is important. So that's the end of this segment. And when I return, I will discuss the critical notion it is 
to be aware of what it means when people who are often in the spotlight travel to different countries and experience the change it is to have security in one country and not security in another, but then also to have limited or modified security in then another. When I return. And welcome back to another segment of this episode of the Dewpoint Report, the Digital Electronic World Point Report, where today I'm speaking about the importance of recognizing why when people travel and they have specific requirements of protection, it is important to know what the country's restrictions are or requirements are for guidance as to who to have with and where at what times. Because after all, Diplomatic immunity does not apply the same in all sovereign lands. That's one example. But you have heard me speak before as to the rules for sovereignty when it is in regards to international guidelines, as I have spoken to foreign policy. But in this sense, I'm speaking to the fact that there have been instances where elected officials during their efforts as elected officials have certain specifications that they have security details. In some instances, of course, not in all. It truly does depend on the responsibility. But what happens when they retire or when they term out of office, meaning that they are no longer able to run for office again, there are some instances where that is the situation. Not in every instance, of course. But this is why it really does depend on the elected office, for one, and the sovereign land, for two, and also the situation. Because it isn't always an instance of political responsibility. It can sometimes be an instance of born into responsibility. When I've spoken about leadership, sometimes it is what one can think of as a God-given gift. And that isn't always as it pertains to religiosity, you've heard me speak to the subject of religiosity, which is what I have spoken to in some of my written items, that religiosity, the idea of religious thought, but really beyond just the in-person meditation, prayer, and belief, is much more than just religion. It is the thought process, the existence within the body, but also the soul, and much more beyond just what one belief set is. It can be more than one denomination. 
And this is why religiosity really takes on a vast understanding, truly to a global sense. But it also can, because as I'm discussing this, that sometimes as the saying goes, or as we can say, adage, God-given gift, it's that sometimes people are born leaders. Yes, I just gave you two adages. The first was God-given gift. That's one adage. And the second is that people can be born leaders. But it's also considered a myth that to say those two adages is true. People can actually stand behind the fact that they believe neither of those is substantive. People say, especially people who don't believe in religion, who consider themselves atheists, non-believers, so to say, would say to the fact that, no, 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 there's no such thing as a God-given gift because there's no such thing as God. So they would argue that point. And I would say, okay, touche. But we would agree to disagree on that point. And the other fact of the matter is that if they say, no, nobody is born a leader, they would argue the fact that you have to train with specific skills to be able to be an effective leader. Because everyone begins at a very specific moment when we are all born with a malleable brain. Because we don't know how to process certain things in our brain. Or this is as we believe, because when we are born human, now, of course, until we have arrived at the humanity where we have merged our humanity with robotics, where the nanotechnology has entered our bloodstream, and then we have this combination of humanoid android, really that sense of technological advancement that people want to really theorize but are striving to understand as to are we there yet are we there yet and once we are there we will then have had a different conversation which will have helped us understand that if we already pre-program humans to be leaders then they will have already understood to be leaders at a certain beginning point. But we're not there yet, many would argue, because those that are born leaders have the genetic predisposition to be leaders already. Ah, that's a very, very big theory, many would argue. I know. And some of you are already stirring in your seat or wiggling on your toes and wondering, how do I get a hold of this person? Because I really want to argue the points in so many directions. Ah, that's why it's called the Digital Electronic World Point Report. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. And this is why it's kind of hilarious 
None of you out there have ever called, have you? And none of you have ever emailed me a question. Not since 2021 have I received questions through my social media. So I'm kind of baffled because even when I was receiving questions and I would reply and I would say, well, let me get back to you on that. And then I did get back to some of you. I was getting pinged that no one was there anymore. So I am baffled. Where are you, dear people? Even if some of you were bots, where did you go? I am so amazed that where I thought we had advanced as a human race, I think we have regressed. Because even in my human interactions with people, and while I expect questions, when I introduce myself, I am finding that people do not believe it is even possible that I could exist as the person that I say I am. People just question the following. They question that I could possibly have ever become the pivotal perspective of a questioning authority on culture and society. That I could possibly ever have become the type of broadcasting participant in culture and society that I could possibly ever have theorized about religiosity and or even about sports, about the very items as gardening. No, it's true. Even my voice baffles people. Most recently, as in the previous week, Someone asked, why is she speaking that way? Now, I wasn't dramatizing my voice, I have to say. I was simply reporting on occurrences occurring in the neighborhood, which needed to be reported on. And it appears as if the people were kerfuffled by my very existence. Now, I have to say... I have been called a grandma walking down the street while I cross the crosswalk. And I have had to correct people and say, I'm actually not a grandmother, but thank you for the compliment. And it has been very kindly reciprocated to me where people have said, oh, so sorry. And that is a very nice gesture. And that I appreciate. But it is very odd to me when people say to me, other oddities which are not very kind because they feel somehow insulted by my presence and by the very way in which I speak. For it is the oration, the auditory, the pronunciation that people are bothered by. And that is odd. And it's quite peculiar, because even just by speaking now, this is not something that I do to give you an odd pleasure, or even a crinkle of the nose, or a raising of the eyebrow. It is true that perhaps it may make you stop and think and ponder. 
But I do have to tell you that being 50 and fabulous has given me a unique perspective on the world that I never thought I would have. That I am simply human, after all. But for how much longer, one might question. I do appreciate every day, just as I have every previous day. And though perhaps I seem a little cranny, and a little more granny than perhaps I was years before, I still am your next-door neighbor and your previous classmate but do not forget that i will always be your global citizen and i will always be your reporter from around the way but what is true is I find odd things to report on that are necessary, such as missed situations and odd circumstances. But what I have given you in the last few minutes are truths that must be thought of and not ignored. For any time a person travels, be they a diplomat or not, they must consider their own safety as well as that of the persons around them, and not necessarily think that they and they alone must usurp every resource around them. For it is true that even if a person were of a great and grand authority, they should not consider that they would require every single resource around them. Because after all, what would it do but take up every single resource that would otherwise be utilized for everyone else around them? And after all, even as it is for the dear, dear planet that we live on, it does know the truth about limited resources. We know that there are only a few years left for this grand, grand planet. Not that it will stop existing, but that it will stop realizing its great grandeur of unlimited resources. For we know that Everything is finite, and what we have enjoyed as humans has been fantastic. And as we begin to realize that we have to recognize, reduce, recycle, and reuse is not just some frivolous logo item on a bag. It really is something that must be thought of as to when for example, a pair of earrings falls apart. How do we put them together again so that we can reuse them instead of throw them in the trash? We really have to reconsider how we reuse our grocery bags. We really have to think of how we 
saved our planet so that it can be a little more comfortable in its remaining centuries of existence. For we ourselves have many more generations that will live in it, on it, and within it. Even though as I and you listening may not be around for the hundreds of years upon which where this planet will still exist, we need to have that awareness of how we preserve what does remain for the remainder of the years. And that concludes this episode of And in the News. For the Dewpoint Report, this is your hostess, Margarita. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.